it is going to be an action-packed episode as we are going to break down one of the greatest debates of all time. And it's not just it's our not list. A debate. It's not our just our list. It will be how we got to this list. Not but a debate. I, I am Jason Ross. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. As with me, as as with me, with me as always is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He is at Billy D2411. It is Billy Biceps. Billy, how the hell are you? I'm okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I found out I have a cyst in my eye today. A cyst in your eye? Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. They think it could be allergies, and that's what's just causing it to pop up, but that was Which one? Just, uh, I'm looking at it. The right eye? The right eye. It doesn't right. look any different. Uh, there's a little something there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, eye drops. So, Billy eyeballs. Yeah, Billy eyeballs. Billy think... biceps, Billy eyeballs. Actually- What other deficiencies do you have? Billy I'll... dick. It's uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, as the job or not, we'll bring it up right away. Get it, get it right out of the way. Um, Nestle came up with another good nickname that could potentially be a poll question. Ooh. Uh, Twitter handle, Wait. previously on Billy. Previously on Billy. I kind of like Is this that. all about the ladies? Even, I think it works with everything. Like, it's like, because uh, I like TV, you know, previously on Lost. You know, previously so, on Billy. That could be a segment here. We can make the previously That's on Billy good. segment. I like it. All right, we'll get a nice little jazz. Anything to intro. do with me, I'm all about. Listen, it's a, this is this is your time. This is your time on the Egomaniac podcast title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? One day they'll probably change. Let's just be honest. But uh, what the hell? Oh. My computer audio is on. All right, so you know, with the podcast, you can like, share, subscribe. You can uh, you download, know, download, write a review. We would love to be raped. I mean, rated on iTunes. That's the best place to do it. Don't forget, you can search us on iTunes at Rossi on Wrestling, Google Play, Podomatic, Stitcher, anywhere your podcast can be found. Stop asking me about uh, what's the. I can't think of the service where you can stream a lot of stuff, and there's podcasts on there. Spotify. Spotify, because I don't know what it is. We we our serve host server is Podomatic. It still says it's. I pending. listen to like a thousand podcasts. I don't listen to any of them on Spotify. I get DMs like, "Oh, dude, you got to be on Spotify." Like, oh, no, just open up a different podcast. Update. You know, listen to us in the car. Yeah, there's like five other better ones. Yeah, like, like I don't even think people really listen to us on Stitcher or Podomatic, but they're right, we're there. So good for it. If you're a Google Play person, you have a Google phone or non Apple, like Google. Kevin. Yeah, buddy Kevin. Oh, well, Kevin, I went to his uh, little shop today to get oh. the I think. I gotta say, thank you, Kevin. VIP treatment. I felt like a kid. This is a plug? Yeah. Okay, Ross and Russell is brought to you by Health Center. Uh, health Center. What is his name? It's the, is it New England Health Center? Yeah, sure. Uh, I feel bad now. <laughs> He does good. He's another eye guy. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I, last night I was, uh, we record this here in Boston. We emanate out of the city of Boston, which probably 98% of you listen to us uh, are from. But so the Bruins have been on its run. Uh, good, bad, or in between. End up losing a heartbreaking game seven. Not heartbreaking in the sense like it sucked at the end. It was just a terrible ass game. That game sucked. You know what? It's the wor- I thought it would be the worst three hours of television I'd watched all week. But then I remembered Raw's on. And, uh, oh, that's Raw was bad. Be. Actually, you know what? There were I- three really good things from Raw. You want to give it to us? I don't know if I can remember all of them. <laughs> that shows how good the they were. The Iconics were great. Okay. And they Promo. got an entrance. Promo, entrance. I did see this. Uh, the squash match was great. I want to say something about uh, Peyton Royce. Obviously, super attractive, sexy lady. But uh, when she does, the way they do their entrance and she turns her belt, love that. Yeah. I love the little characteristics. Dolph this, Ziggler-esque. It, Dolph Ziggler did it. The only like, good I, thing he's ever done. Uh, there, I love... Like when tag teams like or when certain people get the belt and it and it enhances their like And we'll look get to this later with the Velveteen Dream stuff. But like they take the ball 
and they fucking run with it. They, yeah. they sometimes don't even have the ball, and they're trying to get it and run with it. Like, they are just going at it. So what else? What else is The good? tag team triple threat match was great. It yes, was a great, I, it fun match. We're obviously, today's episode, a big thing about top ten tag teams of all time. We'll get into how we got there and, and, and count them down with you. But I will say that, like, none of the teams in this match were on our list. Yeah, they are. Oh, I forgot who was in the match. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler ahead. Okay, but it's you, not a spoiler. The Usos are the greatest tag team of all time. We'll they might they, not make the number one spot, just, but they are the fucking greatest of all time. So, with that being said, it it shows how much talent. When you see our list, and we'll, we'll dive deeper later. But when you see our list, it's like there's so much talent in the tag team world today. But this it is the best the tag out. team has division. Well, the SmackDown tag team division from like six months ago was one of the greatest tag team divisions in the history of professional. Wrestling. I completely agree. It was but amazing. Like, you have like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins have had this Pretty tag good. team. They had this big win. I put air quotes at WrestleMania. Never wrestled on Raw, maybe. And until honestly, I don't week. remember any memorable defense. I know they beat the um, top guys, the top guys, a couple times. I think there was a couple other crap tag defenses in there. But like that's just a run that like didn't matter. I feel like Zack Ryder every time he gets a title, every like, run Zack Ryder's ever had has not mattered and it's he like, won at like WrestleMania the and then lost it the next night it's like wow what are they like it's just weird to me and the revival happened again anyway so those are two what's your third one um I don't remember but I there remember it being something like but I'm, everybody told me the six man tag and six man tag should just go away I heard that was a really good match oh with the one with the yeah. Rollins and all them or was did that, Brock Lesnar do anything no it was Paul no, Heyman promo that was awful yeah Brock Lesnar didn't cash in as well. we'll I think we'll it comes to me early, you know. Yeah. yeah, that shows how good it was. But the point is, like, I've taken a step back, especially from WWE programming, with this run from the Bruins, just because it's, you know, consumed my life, a big part of what I do for a living. And I can see how good it's been to not watch Raw, and I hate that because I love, like, WWE, it's like, through and through. But it's way too much, and when you don't watch... It's actually kind of refreshing because you can easily just say, oh, what happened? And I'd rather be jealous because I missed something right now than anything. Like, I forgot about the Funhouse until Oh, Tuesday. the Funhouse. That's it. That's what it was. Okay. The fun house that was, was really good. good. That was good. Uh, Those were the three things. But, like, watching. And then, like, I tuned into a decent amount of SmackDown. And SmackDown is not the same show. It was the same show. And I don't understand what they're doing. Shame we'll get to it. But, Everywhere. But so last night, game seven. A lot of people do different things with their feelings and emotions. I eat because I'm a fat F. And I last night had like the biggest bag of Tostitos and I was just eating them after the game. Yeah. So I decided if you had in my head, if there was one bag of chips that you could eat for the Doritos. rest of your, what flavor? I mean, there's you only like, you one. You didn't let me finish the question. Cool You're like the worst like contestant. Yeah, sorry. You're buzzing in early. You're like, hey, <laughs> me. Uh, cool Ranch Doritos. If you could have one chip for the rest of your life. Not even close. I have it like twice a day. They have them at my work. For free? Yeah. That's good. That's a nice perk. Everything <laughs> at my work costs like a million dollars. Cheap bastards. But, to me, it's Tostitos. It might be the multi-grain scoops because I think it has the most flavor. Did you have them with some pico or regular salsa? Uh, there was no salsa at this point. I was oh, just, so you were I just was hating. crushing chips. I was raw dogging yeah. chips, and I was unhappy, and I got really sad on the ride home. Yeah, I didn't really care. I'm not a real big Bruins yeah. fan anymore. I mean, not that I don't like the Bruins. Anymore. Like, you once told me. Well, yes. This was this was you. out of principle before they like I was. This was like 2007. This was before Chara and Savard. Yes, was, I was boycotting out of the principle of I like this team. They need to fucking change. Not and, that my twenty dollars to go to a game <laughs> would make a difference, but it was the principle. Me and our buddy Blake used to try to go to all the Thursday night because they did like college nights, yeah. and we weren't in college. Or he might have been. But, I was. Uh, you definitely were. Um, I went to uh, I'm a smart guy so I just went to like a very quick school I graduated with a master's degree in two years that is a joke I barely have an education so we used to go every Thursday night and then one time like Bill you want to come and it was free I go I have a free ticket and you said you'd have to pay me to go to a Bruins game and from that moment on I said you know why because he takes the rake at the concessions 
the Bruins. That's why. That's why you were thinking. I know. I really did. And then they changed, and I was a fan. But like, one of the main things like that made me give up watching hockey all the time is I have to watch so much fucking wrestling. Something's got to go. I hate the Red Sox now. Sorry, Red Sox. Really hate the Red Sox. Uh, I got like a few of the players on the team. Well, I think I've watched. I watched a lot of that extra inning World Series game, and then I may have watched four or five outs the rest of the like the last three years. Wow. I don't care. That's hey, listen. I was actually having a conversation with my fearless leader uh, today. By fearless, I mean terrible. And he <laughs> um, was. We were talking about this, and he said that the Red Sox, like they're in. This is true. Like when it comes to like talk points, they're just kind of a blank team. Like they're not terrible. They're not good. And David there's no Price big person being a dick. Anymore. And yeah, there's no big personality. Like when Chris Dale talks, he's great. Like that's great audio. When everybody else, like Mookie Betts, kind of just there. Xander Bogart's just there. It's there's just, no personality in baseball. There isn't. There really isn't. And that's a big, big issue. Like their biggest star is the most boring person ever. Mike Trout. He likes weather. Worldwide wrestling news. Let's get into the news. Uh, so John Cena came out today in a Forbes uh, article and you know said that he believes there will never be a number one superstar in the WWE ever again. False. Do you think there's one right now? No. So what do you think? There, do you think there's a future though for them? Yeah, we're gonna get to him in a minute. I'm very interested. I already know where you're going. Uh, but John Cena basically said that right now, the way the company is with their two different brands, two different main titles, there's never going to be a consi- like a number one guy they put like their whole like push behind. He's almost like taking like a pat in the back. Like, I'm going to be the last one. No, I mean, Roman Reigns is the guy. He's on both shows anyways, and he's always going to be on both shows. Basically, But I still don't feel like he's a number one guy. He, no, he hasn't earned this. He hasn't like garnered the spot. He hasn't. He's doing everything he can. He, they're either not letting him be truly who he is or he truly just doesn't have that next level. And it might be after all this time, he just doesn't have that next level. I think he does. I think he's a great piece, but I don't think he's the... I, I personally, I know we've we've had our episode going in the archives about Seth Rollins, but I think Seth Rollins has more of that it number one guy factor. In the than, ring, from the standpoint of he has more exciting moves, I still think Roman Reigns puts over on the better overall match. I agree with you, but I just think the persona, the package, the look, the... He doesn't have the mic skills. I think he's better mic skills than Roman Reigns. Sometimes. Yeah, he's one of those guys, but again, let him loose. Maybe it's a little different. So AEW uh, Fighter Fest that is going to be coming on June 28th has just been announced to be streamed for free. Oh! So this is really cool. This is the fundraiser, I believe. I don't remember all the details off the top of my head, but it's basically a show that they're putting on to help, I think, down in Jacksonville. That's awesome. For some of the stuff that went on down there. So you're going to see some really cool matches. You're going to get Joey Janela versus uh, John Moxley. You're going to get uh, Cody Rhodes. I forget who he's in action against, but this doesn't tag team match is that the one I don't know if that's one with Dustin though but uh, it might be Uh, Omega all all the superstars you're going to start seeing it's going to be streamed for free on BR Live that is really cool huge news good marketing too and I believe that's on a Friday night because that's one like I'm going to download that everybody's going to download that app yeah so I downloaded it for that's the way I watched um, Double or Nothing but that is some pretty big news there also uh, big news coming out of AEW it has also been signed that Kenny Omega versus John Moxley at um all out. Is that the one in Florida? That's the one, no, in Chicago in okay. August. So now we have confirmed that Hangman Page versus Jericho for the title, Omega versus John Moxley, and just, you know, a right. match. So that's that's a real good I'm starting in. point for them. I'm all in. So now to one of your favorite wrestlers of all time. Up there already. No uh, doubt about it. This the, is the Hyperbilly. The, the, the Hyperbilly. Wait, what was the one we put up for the vote? It was Mr. Possibility? D, yep. Was that the one? Yep. And that didn't win? No, it didn't. 
lot of jerks on the old Twitter. I thought it was great. Why, why actually, do they care? Why would they say no? Like, they really, like, just, what, what is your thing right now? Billy D? Uh, BD, I think. It's BD. Just yeah, BD. just BD. We're all just dying for that BD. And, by the way, I just realized this. I completely forgot. But in the, go go back to the Seinfeld stuff. Oh. I'm always, like, my thing is from any town in USA. Which I completely forgot I put there like 10 years ago. Or oh, as part of your Twitter yeah. profile. Um, so Velveteen Dream has come out and criticized the Vince detractors. That's right. He's going, so like, you want to call me a troll? I know people call me a troll. Would you you are a troll. I'm not. 100%. That Bruins tweet was the trolliest no, troll thing so I've ever So let me explain. I'll explain. So people, Bruins lost. I'm sitting there miserable, literally almost crying while eating a bag of chips. And then I took a step back because I really, this is actually what I thought. The I Bruins said, didn't even do it. I don't care about the Bruins. I am, I'm not the Bruins. I don't play for the team. I'm a fan. I'm someone that has watched for the last two months consistently and it has made some really happy nights for me. Some real happy nights. I do this every after the Patriots season. Uh, such Those a troll. Anyway. <laughs> so, my point, and, and I, I called perfect, it on the air. It just was so the you know. perfect troll because it was so defensible to be like, but like, come on, like, I really do feel this way. But because it is, that's not defensible, <laughs> that's a reality. But, anyways, I decided oh, today on the, on the air, air, they were crushing me. Like, this is the worst, this is the most troll thing you can ever do. So I said, I can't defend myself and call myself <laughs> not a troll. Because if I said to you, like, you're a sexist pig, and you're yeah. like, I'm not a sexist pig, it almost makes you feel like you're more of a sexist yeah. pig. So I gotta find my new defense mechanism. But, um, and I also like how the people defending me on Twitter are also somehow trolls. So it's like, that's not a good defense. Nope. Trolls defending potential trolls makes me look more like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I basically said, so like, beautiful. I lo- like, obviously, thanks to the Bruins for an entertaining season. It was great. It was. It was an awesome season. And everyone's Good job. Like, Good like, you know what I also see? All negativity all over Twitter. All negativity. <laughs> I yeah, hate when it's that's just... That's the point cons- of Twitter. <laughs> that's a, probably a good point. But just, like, consumed all this negativity. And I said for my, to myself... Take a step back. I am super disappointed. Nothing worse than cheering on your team and having them lose in a championship. It's just, it's going to sting. It's going to suck. To me, it's a top three, no, probably top five championship loss in Boston history for me in my lifetime. It's the most pathetic display I've ever seen in a championship Oh, in the very last game seven? I don't know anything that was worse. Like, everybody's pretty... This wasn't count, I guess, but game six of the Celtics-Lakers 10 was the worst performance of all time when you should have won a championship. Well, yeah, but they were at least... They scored like 66 points. Yeah, but wasn't that game close? Didn't they go? No, they lost eighty something, eight sixty six. It was it was in the yeah, garden. But they didn't lose the last game. No, but then they eventually lost the last game. The next game. Yeah, but that was close. Like they put on a good effort in that game. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but still, that was might have. Yeah, I get what you mean. But to to the point of your point of it, it sucks. But it also does. And I, I talked about this day, like with people at work. Ooh, um, people. I have for so you know people <laughs> talk to me occasionally. Um, it's no, the big wig. Like the friends. Patriots lost in the perfect season, oh, and then even in 2011, doesn't that make those other two title wins? Like, I don't even remember this one, because it it's felt like old hat. Like, the other two this, were, were so satisfying. Like, the Seattle one was maybe the best uh, championship game, because the way they came back in the fourth quarter was incredible. The 28-3 is just like, you can't even put words in that. And then that, that, that one just wiped away every, every bad thing that Because that was right after happened. Brady got suspended. Yeah. And then this one was almost just like... Oh, they won? Cool. Yeah. Fucking hell. They, they yeah. had no business winning yeah. at all. They were being there this year. Um, but that it's like that's the most forgettable Boston championship, maybe of of all of them. Even going back to like sixty Celtics teams. Like this Patriots Championship was just kinda like Yeah, we did it. Uh, they were terrible. I, that I year, legit right? forget. It's like when Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble and won at WrestleMania. Like yeah, I don't two remember. Years ago. Uh, so anyways, back to Velveteen Dream. So he basically took to Instagram and defended Vince McMahon. Kind of. Well, for the most part. Defended the process of wrestling. That's the way. He said, 
I mean, after all, WWE is a form of entertainment. You know WWE is a TV show. Well, that's a little uh, breaking down the fourth wall. He says, point is, when TV sucks, it's because the actors and entertainers and stuntmen fail to entertain you. Yes, and then he and, went and posted and said, a ton of people who took their gimmicks and went the extra went, mile with yes. it. Which Drake Maverick, by the way, and I hate the twenty four seven bulb, but he's doing one. Him hell and our truth job. are great. Like even Jenna Mahal, everybody's doing a great job with it. I absolutely am totally wrong about that aspect of it. I thought it was going to suck. It's still not my favorite idea, but what they're doing with it, hats off, they're killing it. The only thing I didn't like that he said is one was like, "What TV show do you know where the actors control the script?" Zero. Well, well, not well maybe like true. whose lines it anyway. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Sure. Older wrestling. And that's what they've broken away from. And that's where the disconnect to me is happening. I agree with 99% of the stuff he said and all the stuff like that the Iconics have done, which like taking a bad gimmick, not even that they had a bad gimmick, but like you take what you're given and you make it as best as you can. Even what Dean Ambrose was trying to do. Maybe. Yeah. But like. I think wrestling needs to get back to the spot where they do have a lot more input. No, I agree. Because it's a different form of entertainment. He wrapped up his little rant. It was an Instagram story. He said, Vince can write all day. It's your favorites that have to make it entertaining. Star Wars was great in the 90s, too. The new one sucked because the new actors suck. It's kind of like, oh. oh, No, the the story was bad. But But he's trying to say that. I don't know. He's playing kind of both sides. I think he's kind of, I think he's gotten in hot water. Am I just, just me totally making this up? And he's like, oh, let me kiss a little ass here. But I actually think that's his genuine feeling. I think he knows some of the stuff that he's been handed, even in NXT, with like, really? But he's like, I'm going to make this work, and I'm going to make it great. And that's why I do 100% respect him. And what he said, 90% of it, I agree with. And he will be the next big star if they let him. So uh, Goldberg versus The Undertaker was a big to-do in the wrestling world from Super Showdown 2, not the one in Australia, the one in Saudi Arabia, uh, which they had a 51-man over-the-top battle royal, and it was won by a Saudi Arabian wrestler named Monsieur. Cool. <clears throat> Didn't watch a was. second of it except for the highlights. That was kind of fun to watch. I like Battle Royals. I watched this match, Goldberg versus The Undertaker, which Goldberg claimed he was knocked out. By the door? Uh, I think it was when he got thrown into the corner, but it could have been the door. I think he, it was the door. He popped a little blood there. He's done that a couple times now, but he also gushed blood. It was kind of like this weird, like, are they trying to be like AEW where Dustin Rhodes got bloodied up because it didn't look that good. It was a sad, sad There was show. a leg lock in the middle of the match. With all due respect, like, yeah, but I saw that on the, uh, I think it's called Wrestling Botch account. It looked like a leg lock where they were, no offense, they were fucking scissoring each other. Well, that's a little Like little lightly, crass. like lightly scissoring. Not even like scissor me Xerxes scissoring. Like fucking just kind of like warming up, like flirting scissoring. It was terrible. You know, I want to just let you know a quick thing about scissoring. Yeah. They don't do it. I, no, a, no, no, no. I'm just thing. saying it from like the South Park episode. No, I know what you're scissoring. saying, but I'm just yeah. letting you know I've asked. They don't do it. No, that's not the form of pleasure. I didn't think anyone did it. I thought it was. Just I had a no idea. Billy, joke. I'm not one of those people. I just said, "Is this what happens?" They said, "Absolutely not." Think about it. <laughs> I said, "All right, thought about it. Now we'll move on." But yeah, so Goldberg said he was knocked out. You saw that very, very, very ugly form of a jackhammer where he basically like brain busted. It would actually, it might have been the best DDT of all time. Um, also, the, that's half on the Undertaker for not being able to post up in the suplex. Uh, it, it really you is. You can go that way, but I think when the guy who's at the bottom has to have all the strength, and the guy at the top just needs to stabilize. Yeah, no, you also have to do a lot to stabilize. That's like, that's like half, that's I, half I don't even move. know if you got the opportunity to. And my, if look at, from my stance of looking at it, um, don't, get, don't get me wrong, The Undertaker isn't off the hook here either. There's a different shot of the pile driver. So my wife oh, he almost Jim, killed him. hates the pile driver. She hates anything around people's How about hands. a pile driver? <laughs> and uh, Pete Rose got a few of those. And so she watched it. She goes, oh, it looked like he got his head. And she runs out of the room. And I'm like, Courtney, I always say this. I'm like, then 
There is no way the, the Undertaker is like the safest wrestler. Then they show the reverse yeah. angle. It like he, he might have he might have hit his head. That may have also been part of this yeah. concussion thing. So I also heard there's you know dirt sheet rumors, which were basically dirt sheet rumors, but that they got gotten a spat after the oh, match. Yeah, yeah. But that would make sense. But maybe more the way I would read into it is they're probably not screaming at each other more. Just like we really effed up. Like we suck. Yeah. And like you suck. I suck. This we wasn't suck. worth the money. And so you've said it a million times. You think The Undertaker should never wrestle again, right? But I like, I would have said that four years ago. Let me ask you this, and this is what I want to see happen. So next November, or this coming November, right? It would be his 30-year anniversary in WWE, I believe. Are we sure of that? I thought I saw 30 That's... years of The Undertaker with that, that cat video, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> if you haven't no. seen it, type 30 years of The Undertaker with cats and enjoy. And then also search for Bozo dubbed over with spaces in between. <laughs> That's but, actually nothing. Uh, <laughs> so they... Um, the, but anyways, so I want to see a storyline. Whenever he gets to 30 years, like, I we need our It's already been edge. 30 years. No, I think that that was... He was, debuted in, like, 89. Yeah, that's 2009. Teen. So this will be 30 years. I'm pretty sure this will be 30 years. Maybe it was 25 years at the end of the right, That, that already did happen. That yeah. was with, during the... All right, it's uh, been 30 years. I don't give a fuck. But my point is, I get that. Bury him. They need to... Literally kill him. Don't have him have a match. Just have Bray Wyatt bring him in the funhouse and murder him. So they need to figure out how they want this to end, who they want this to end with, like, now. And they need somebody to, like, start a little feud with. Bray Wyatt. And maybe it's Bray Wyatt. I actually don't even want it to be Bray Wyatt. They played that game. Whoever you want to be another big, not Lars Anderson. Lars Anderson. I always want to say Lars Anderson. First baseman that never was. Um, Whoever it's going to be, like, start really sowing the seeds now. Like, start somebody being dominant and let them just honestly murder the Undertaker. No, he doesn't have anything left. He's not worth anything. But I think he there is like to say goodbye. I think would no, be... he sucks. He's not worth a lick. That match was pathetic. As Jim Ross would say, it's bowling shoe ugly. Oh. It was fucking terrible. It was, but I and think he's been terrible. He has no like. If you would waited and you never brought him out, and you brought him out for one thing, he comes out all the time now. I know. I'm so scared that they're gonna do something that I just said. And it's gonna be like freaking Baron Corbin or something. Like he's gonna become like the new freaking like superstar. The killer. Undertaker means nothing because you've you've trotted him out like a fucking charity act so many yeah. times now I, I just for me i want to see one last like goodbye I match nope. i do i like those Th- that's just me as a wrestling fan for all these years and the undertaker is the one character we've like literally grown up with uh one good thing to come out of the super showdown is ali no no longer mustafa ali which really would have helped him in saudi arabia but he's donating his super showdown paycheck to charity that's nice that's pretty damn cool yeah. and these guys got some pretty big very numbers. keanu reeves of them what did he donate to? The Matrix 3 or something? Like his whole... Well, I heard that movie's terrible. I never saw The Matrix. The Matrix? Any of them. First two were good. Reloaded, not so much? Yeah, it's okay. C- could you... I not... Could I watch the first two and not have to see the Oh, yeah, one? absolutely. You watch the first one and not have to watch the second one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. See, I like that. Uh, and we're not going to talk about Cardi B? We skipped right I, I skipped B? her. I didn't know if you... You want to hit it? Oh, I love her. All right, so you're a big Cardi B fan. Uh, now, do you find Cardi B attractive? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? So your big Cardi B, like you would. I mean, uh, anybody with a. How do you do those noises? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty bad, but you're oh, on the right track. Yeah, something like that. I can't do it either. So yeah, so Cardi B is this huge WWE fan, apparently. Yeah, she got a nice like, butt. Out of the, she, she had a nice butt. Fake butt too, right? That's fine. Is it? Yeah. But like, wait, why would you need a fake butt? As long as it's done right, I'm good with it. Well, anyway, so she came to tw- she took out to Twitter that basically she said something about Eddie Guerrero. So then all these people are like tweeting back at her, and she basically said, "I used to watch wrestling. My faves, Booker T. I'm on board." Batista's dick, mm. Eddie, Triple H, Edge, Lita. All right, she's got t- two really solid people, three really solid oh. people on that list. I'm guessing you mean Booker T. Yep. Four, actually, yeah. Eddie, 
Edge and Lita. Edge and Lita. Oh, Triple H and Batista had their, their time. Just not that main event at WrestleMania or the match this year at WrestleMania or some of the other stuff. She also said, yes, how could I forget The Undertaker and Kane? All right. Look at this. And then she oh. went on to say, uh, I used to... Oh, this is the same way. Oh, then Dana Brooke. Okay, girl. Do a remix of I Lie, I Cheat, I Steal. What? And you get it, and you, you can get it done. That right there would totally win me oh. over. If she made, like, a, a Lie, Cheat, and Steal, and that's how Sasha Banks comes back with Cardi B. Dude, that would be fucking amazing. I'm totally on board with this. Booker T said, I can dig that. Appreciate the love. He responded to her. This is phenomenal. Her. Mella comes out. Mella is money. Hey. Carmella said, Queen. I hate when people spell Queen like hey. that. The K. Queen. Queen. I wore gear last night on SmackDown Live inspired by your Invasion of Privacy album cover, which I have no idea what any of that means. No. But apparently she did that, and she wears those. It's a very weird angle tweet. I think she knew what she was doing. Yeah. I mean, Cardi B is, you know, she can be annoying at times, but I find her somewhat entertaining. Her, her songs are good. I yeah. like her songs. That one with Bruno Mars, all that. But she's Top definitely... 40 hits are top 40 hits for a reason, man. Unfortunately true. But uh, yeah, so Cardi B, big wrestling fan. So you know what? Flo Rida, we'll see you in the, in the later. Maybe Hell yeah. We'll get have the Cardi fuck, B yeah. to get do a couple fuck, performances. I mean, I, I don't mind Flo Rida. But, but I'm just over enough. it. I'm also, we should have, I think wrestling pay-per-views now should have one theme that is like a pop hit and one that's like a rock hit. Or you like, didn't like when really. WrestleMania had big time out of nowhere? No, I didn't mind that. Actually, that was cool yeah, to me because that I was like retro. That. Like when they had this year's was that freaking uh, four-year-old song by, um, oh my God, I can't even think of. I don't know. Chase. Oh, they need to do a retro WrestleMania or at least like have like one Like the old event. theme. It's still Blake's ringtone if my phone had a ringtone. Oh yeah. And that was going back to our buddy Blake from earlier. used to have that stupid dance of the WrestleMania theme. All right, so the last piece of news here. No one cares about WWE's Stomping Ground. I don't even know what that is. That is a real shame because you watched this week. Stomping Ground is the next pay-per-view. WWE has a real bad habit of putting out one bad pay-per-view name per year. Go back to, like, Great Balls of Fire, which actually is a good pay-per-view. I don't mind Stomping Ground. I prefer it to fucking, like, Hell in a Cell. Here's the reason why this isn't selling. That's why. They have conditioned us as fans to be like, here's the big name pay-per-views. So when Stomping Ground comes to town, that ain't selling crap. They are not selling tickets. They're having a major issue. Where is it? It is. I can tell you <laughs> All of a sudden, this now you're all in? Yeah, why not? I'll go to a, a non-fucking match-branded pay-per-view. Oh, wow. That's a bad logo. It's a, oh, you haven't seen this? No. It's a shoe. It's like almost like they're trying to be like Seth Rollins with the stomp, but they're not. Dun, 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 and they're like, their thing says like, oh, kiss at, kick ass, and take names. Like they're trying to be all edgy with it. Uh, yeah. All right. It is. Who cares? Where is this? I'm not actually going to go. Oh, well, why did you say that? I, was gonna, I mean, I, was I gonna would buy. go if somebody wanted to go with but me. But basically, you can see here, there's a picture of all the available tickets, and they're all the best seats. Are all they, the crap the seats that are ones? usually. Yeah, all the blue ones are available. Huh. If you're, you know, this is an audio medium. Um, but basically, imagine like looking at half the audience. Of the seats and all of the good ones are available. All like TV side, all the ramp, all like it's it's embarrassing how bad it is. It says only set up the building between ten thousand fifteen thousand fans, and it looks like they've probably sold maybe six. This is why they did the Saudi deal. This is why like they had to do like the the Fox deal. There, I don't think they're making as much money from live events anymore. It's at the Tacoma Dome, by the way, and Tacoma is in Washington. I would imagine. We're going to go with Washington. I like that. Washington, it is. I don't know. So that's embarrassing, though. That's just a bad look. This is a company that is in a kind of a weird spot where they need to, like, come out. And, like, the matches are all just retreads. Like, everything that's lined up, we've already seen. So there's not an original match on this card. I do not like watching current day wrestling right now unless it's Well, NXT, current day WWE. W- well, like, NXT, fine. Like, great. Everything AEW. Like, I'm watching all these Road to Fighter Fests, and I'm learning all about these wrestlers and YouTube videos and announcements. Like, so smart. 
WWE is like this unbelievably watered down and oversaturated product that is it's so Shane hard. McMahon on my TV way so, too much. The last thing I'll say about the news, and we'll get into our top 10 wrestling. Did you see the rumor that has come out? So Shane McMahon won the best in the world at Super and Showdown. he beat Roman Reigns. How many people well, have beat Roman Reigns in a pay-per-view match? Clean, basically. Well, he wasn't clean, clean, but like yeah. on the in the match. I can't. We, that's a good stat to look up. So he beats Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Before that, he beat a two-match feud with the Miz. Beat him twice. Yeah. Before that was um, won the best in the world over Dolph Ziggler, and you are now in this position where you're like, wh- where is this going? Right? Like I, you have to start thinking, where is this end? My, no, I don't have and to he, think because I don't care. But here's the well. Unfortunately, here's the deal. If you're watching, he's on your TV <clears throat> all the time. He is. Th- there is a rumor or at least a speculation going around. That the end game of him winning the best in the world will end with him being the one that defeats Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. No. No. he's Kofi's like the only good thing right now. He's like one of four good So things. isn't that prototypical WWE? If you want to be a WWE hater, isn't that the perfect way for them to just stomp on the one thing you like? Why would anybody care about that? that- Exactly, because they think it's good heat. Just like Baron Corbin, they think this is like good heat. These are not good things. This is not going to gain you more viewers. Shane McMahon used to be one of the best characters they had, and he's still a good worker. Twenty years ago, no, but uh, like even a couple years ago, like he's still like his mic. Him being a fa- him as a heel not doesn't good work. Now I think he, I personally like him. He's entertaining. Even the best in the world thing is somewhat entertaining in a mid to low card to boost like the Miz. I thought this was all to get the Miz over as a face. It is now taking the legs out of the Miz. The Miz means nothing on television now, and. I well, if you listen to the job knocker, they make the point of take a drink. Uh, they make a I'm gonna po- stop a coke every time you do it. <laughs> you might die. Uh, they make a point of like um, saying that he's well, the, the there was a guest host and he said like oh you know he's he's br- it no he's bringing oh. yeah I know he, no, no no they they rotate he's bringing up um, the other guys around him and I'm like Who? no he's Jane? not. Yeah. He, Shane has brought nobody up. No, what Drew he's McIntyre doing is... McIntyre was better before he was with They Shane. were all better. What he's doing is making me fast forward every time these guys are on the screen because I don't want to see Whoever said it. that I can vehemently disagree with, like, he has not helped anybody. No. He is really not. Drew McIntyre was in a really good spot with Dolph Ziggler over a year ago. Mm. Then he, then they broke off and he was getting hot again. Then yep. they put him with Lashley and, like, Elias and Baron Corbin. Muddied him up. Now he's with Shane, and I get people want to say, "Well, he's in like a big spot," which he is. But he should be the the guy. Shane should be like in like he should be best in the world. Like he, Shane should be like, and "This is my guy." Like the McMahons need to be the the backing the stars, they not don't being need any, the stars. They don't need to be anything. Anymore. But I, I understand like they're they built this company, so they're gonna put themselves in front of you till the day, all of time. You know this, what really good owners of companies do? Stand in the back and let their sh- stars shine. I know. I get it, but I, I just going with what they're doing. If Shane McMahon was going to be on my TV twice a week on both shows, it should be as like a Paul Heyman style advocate for a superstar and be like, oh, "This right. is a I'll huge that. like that's what Drew McIntyre." But it's the other way. It's like Drew McIntyre's like Shane's the best in the world. It's like no, and that's a really bad accent. Like no, yeah, that makes backwards. literally no sense. I didn't you're, even know they were doing that because I don't watch any of it. You're hurting your character. Like I'm sure Drew will be fine after this because he seems like he maybe still have the backing of the McMahons, but like this is really bad. And he's the one facing Roman Reigns, which we already saw on Raw a few weeks ago, which we saw at WrestleMania at Stomping Ground. Who wants to see this match again? I do. You want to see Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns? No, of course not. Do you want to see Dolph? Well, this no. one actually is interesting. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi in a cage. At least something different. No. Do you want to see Corbin versus Rollins? No. Do you want to see... There was one other match announced, and it's probably crap. It might be the Usos and Top No, guys. not yet. They haven't announced any tag match. There was another one-on-one. Oh, Alexa Bliss, Bailey. I kind of want to see. 
But ba- Alexa Bliss did this flip-flop, too. She was a baby face on Raw, heel on SmackDown. I don't get it. Neither, but she looked damn good and that on pink SmackDown. Thing? Oh, the yeah. women just on SmackDown, stylistically, oh, my God. Like, Mandy Rose again this week. They call her now. She's got the Catwoman butt, they say, because she wears, like, Catwoman gear, kind of. She's amazing. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting a little thirsty. And now it's time for the Rossi on Wrestling main event. The top 10 tag teams in wrestling history. WWE, WCW, like the actual people that matter. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. People that matter. So I will, we'll, we'll give a little background on this. The so Rock we, and Roll Express. We, no we put our bucks. list together. We both said, all right, we're going to make a list of, we'll give you our formula. We both made lists of 20. Yep. And if you were number one, you get 20 points. If you're number 20, you get one point. Fill in the rest. You're, you're a genius. You listen to wrestling podcasts. So uh, I made my list. And before I saw your list, I get this hate mail. Not about, hate mail. It was hate mail. And you basically said, like, this team shouldn't count. This team shouldn't I count. I put them this in parentheses next to it. Like, yeah, hey, like, this team really shouldn't count. And then I go, why? So what are, you, what are your reasons for that? I just don't think that... Let me... Well, hold on. The, the, the teams were... Team, let me just say the Young teams. Bucks. Young Bucks, Rock and Roll Express, uh, Midnight Express, and Freebirds. Those are the, the teams that were a part of it. I'm not going to say where... They're not going to be on this list because the only one I ranked really high when like when I was doing it and begrudgingly ranking them was the Young Bucks because they're the only ones I've I've seen. Like I know of the Freebirds, I I could go and watch a hundred matches before this podcast, but that's not realistic. Like and like the, the thing I will say is people will do this with everything. Like oh well, Big Big L is probably actually one of the best rappers of all time. Well then put him on the fucking radio because I don't know who the fuck he is. So. I always go with KRS One, but I but same thing. Same thing. I don't, I don't fucking know. Like the the legendary street baller who beat Michael Jordan one on one. Like fucking play in the NBA then, guy. I don't know who you are. I can't rank you as a top basketball player or a top rapper if you're not in the top part of the industry like you don't count to me so like, it's almost the like- young bucks kind of came along in an era where they can sneak in here they probably should be well, they there were on but like i don't the know YouTube what era. Like, i don't know yeah i don't know what their promo them. skills are like i don't know like what they do every single night and the matches i've seen are pretty much just spot fests so i don't i don't have the respect maybe i should or i haven't done enough watching to make a fair opinion on them so i don't i, I just sounds like a know. you problem here yeah it is a me problem but, but like this is a shared podcast and you said to me you you lay end up yeah, Rossi on wrestling is a shared podcast <laughs> it is not by title <laughs> Um. Uh. But you. You. By the way, I. I don't care at all about that. I thought that was hilarious when it came up on the Mac and Goo podcast. I was like, we got to lead with like the big name. No, listen, they should. Everyone should get a little crap around here. But I did joke. And they. They said, yeah. What if it was just called Goo? Yeah, that would be hilarious. I said, maybe get more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, but so I, I had a list. We end up changing it. So it's basically people that you have had spotlights on them, and some of their accolades may not have been a part of the spotlight but these are the big teams in history of really wwe wcw a little bit of ecw and some new japan but you'll see as this list goes on i think so, it's a pretty good list well i hope so i think it's the best list ever made for tag teams and i've looked at some on youtube uh so no, first honorable mention the only one that we both agreed and were higher up on the points and this one was tough because i actually thought this was very worthy of being in the top 10 is the new day i do not like the three-man teams that's another thing. So, well, technically, when we get to it, there's another one in yeah. here. Uh, but uh, so I, the- I do think I do consider them differently a little bit because they have been around for so long, and it was pretty much just Big E and Kofi, and then Xavier Woods would get in a match here and there. Usually, it's funny if you go back. Big E was they started only losing their tag belts when either Big E wasn't in a match yeah. or or. 
Kofi was in the match. Kofi and Big E, I think, lost one tag title. Like, in the beginning run now, like, they've had a million title runs since they split the brands. But that was, like, I thought a story that was going to come out of it. But, yeah, the New Day, consisting of Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Big E, Langston, now just Big E, four, 642 combined days over eight reigns in WWE. And looking at this list, they could probably jump into the top 10 if we really wanted to press this or make an argument. Anybody, I think, could make an argument to get him inside the top 10. But they definitely deserve to be mentioned because their recent rebound, and I know Kofi is now spun off into singles superstardom, yep. but right before that, even, they kind of got back into the swing of things of being really relevant when they had probably almost two years of kind of being, you know, just... They're your classic WWE product. They, yeah, just they're around too long. They're around too long, and they don't get time off, and you can't be that hot consistently. You just yeah. can't be. So uh, let's jump into the top 10. Number 10, The Good Brothers. Here comes DX. No. No, oh, The Good Brothers. They're the number 10, right? Who's The Good Brothers? The, exactly. Carl Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget. Why do they call The Good Brothers? That's because they have no other way of giving them a team name. They were called The Club for like half a second, but yeah. just kidding. Number 10, Billy was singing the song. Here comes DX. Here comes the, the smash. Oh, yeah. what, a, what a team. Demolition. They were kind of a ripoff of Legion of Doom, but kind of more of a spotlight Kiss. on them. They and, were a ripoff of Kiss. Well, they were like, yeah, and Kiss like meets Freddy Krueger, Hellraiser. I yes, actually Demolition. was genuinely scared of this team and the natural disasters. Like, I didn't like... I was your typical Mark little kid where I was like, I don't like these guys. I I completely agree with natural disasters. They they were heels just for a short period of their run, and they were terrifying. These guys, I don't remember being necessarily scared of as much as just intimidated. Like, when yeah. they fought, like, the Heart Foundation at WrestleMania and just destroyed them, that was, like, really impressive because that was a tag team that, like... Plus, they weren't, like, in shape, which also was, like, really... They wore, like, those fucking bonded shit stuff, and they were, like, fat guys with face paint <laughs> and stuck their tongue out. They were, like, balding. They were... It, I just never seen people like this before. And honestly, you might not for a long time. Like, Heavy Machinery doesn't... Comes out with, like, onesies, and they yeah. don't... But they don't wear, like... They, these guys are wearing almost just, like, backpack straps across their chest. It was a very unflattering look. And I made a totally wrong tweet saying that I didn't think Heavy Machinery would be one of the heaviest tag teams at all. They, those guys are both over 300 pounds. Oh, monsters. I didn't think they were that big. natural disaster style. Well, those guys are like 400 each. But Demolition had three reigns as WWE Tag Team Champions. for Would have had the longest ever. For a, yes, it was just beat by the team after we mentioned the New Day. For a combined record still to this day, 698 days as champions. Yeah. That's a, a impressive for three runs. For three runs. And one of their runs was over 400 days that the New Day ended up beating. And I think the only reason they got it taken away from them is because they were in a legal battle they still are and they're the one i think the only team on this list that won't be in the, hall of, fame. Be in the hall of fame it's like cedric maxwell's the only uh finals Celtic mvp oh so yes finals mvp who's probably not gonna be in the hall of fame no andre iguodala but oh, you can make point. an argument that's you could point. make an argument um so demolition with our number 10 number nine this is one that crosses over a couple of different uh, companies what a rush and that's how it should happen. What a rush. Uh, Legion of Doom, World Road Warriors, whichever you prefer. Uh, you know, Paul Animal Ellering Hawk. is one of the yep. best managers of a time. They had, they had the, oh, God, uh, Heidenreich. Oh, yeah. So this tag team technically consists of Animal, Hawk, Draws, Heidenreich. And uh, what's her name? Sonny. Paul Ellering, the dummy. I don't know what the dummy's name was all of a sudden. They had a legit dummy. I don't even remember that. Wax poetic about them while I look up the dummy. 
Uh, I actually didn't like these guys at all because I was of the mind that they were ripoffs of the Demolition. Oh, you had the opposite way. Well, because I was a WWE for Life guy and I never even knew who the hell these guys were. So when they came in, I was like, who's this knockoff generic shit fucking tag team? I didn't like them at all. The only thing I ever thought was cool about them was the hair. And uh, they had really unique hairs, like with the like weird like side mohawks. Yeah, because when you're little, you don't realize. Oh yeah, I remember the dummy. So the dummy's name was Rocco, and he had a famous the famous uh, when they faced Money Inc. at I think it was SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium. So I was like '92. Yeah, like Rocco. They had a dummy as a part of their like look. So to the guys out there with receding hairlines, and if you're a guy the age of this listening to a wrestling podcast, you might have one. I have a really bad one, but. Like, I didn't realize, as a kid, he was just doing this to hide his receding hair. Which one, Hawk, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I have so much respect for that, because I just thought it was, like, a weird fucking haircut when I was little. But think about when he didn't have the makeup, wasn't, like, a wrestler look. He just had two side mohawks. Yeah, but he was also the size of the fucking Ultimate Warrior. I don't care. He's still looking like a buffoon. He looked like Kane when he took his mask off. Yes. He didn't have burn scars. He had emotional scars. So they were two-time champions, one-time WWE champions, one-time WCW NWA champion, which lasted for over 155 days, and they are a member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2011. And I will also say, out of this list so far, Demolition had good workers. We didn't even get to the fact that uh, Brian... Oh, Crush. Yeah, Crush was in there. Uh, New Day's all good workers. Demolition actually was a pretty good wrestling tag team for big guys. They could really move. Legion of Doom had a good finisher. I was going to say, their finisher, we'll get to, maybe we'll do that at the end when we get our whole list, like, who had the best? I think I know which one, but this is a very memorable finisher, and when you thought about, like, ta- when it comes to a tag team finisher, especially that era, you don't see stuff like people putting people on shoulders anymore. You don't see these types of... It's very of- rare. It's also dangerous as hell. Well, that's what I think a big part of it. We'll get to a real dangerous tag team a little later on, but we'll jump in to number eight, and this is what I think one of the more... Ladies and, and- gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Right. You got it, you got it. I thought you were going to keep going. I always like no, to see I'm just where you do stop. A little bit. We are uncomfortable yeah. in where you end. Um, this is the New Age Outlaws, a tag team the road dog, Jesse that James. is... Is it the only one? The I will say this is the only tag team on this list that was just thrown together. Yes. Just two guys that had already had careers. But Billy Gunn was one of my favorite tag teams of all time in the Smoking Guns. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and that, one of the hardest wrestling figures to ever find. The Smoking Guns? Yeah. And you know what's funny? The when I had those plastic ones, pack. I never had them. Like well, I, had a, like I had Giant Gonzalez like five times yeah. over for some reason, but I never had that smoking guns. That was the original Hasbro like. Yep, green package. The, I think it was the last series, like series five. One of the hardest ones to find. That they're worth like four hundred dollars. I remember they had the hats on too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, they were awesome. So that and was that was a great tag team. The, I I think they are like I thought the smoking guns when I was little were actually kind of cool. Me and, too. Yeah, and, and Billy you come Gun- to find out, yeah, they sucked. That everyone's like they yeah. weren't like they were not good. Billy Gunn had the, one of the greatest ring slides of all time at a Royal oh. Rumble. As uh, as a smoking gun. As a smoking gun, uh, I would say quickly before we dive deeply into them, they could have been switched here with the New Day. Like I think they no. could have been the yeah. Oh, I, you just in general are saying yeah. See, I, think, I think I think New Day could have been eight, and New Age Outlaws could have been like maybe in, like, honorable. Yeah, honorable See, mention. I, I think, think they're, they're great. Too low. The new, oh, I don't. I, I think, think they're right around where they should be. Okay, so a bottom third of it. So they are six-time champions. They're 2019 Hall of Fame inductor. Well, as part of DX, they made it to the 2019 Hall of Fame. Uh, they have some very memorable matches. They also had a brief return, if you remember, on WrestleMania 30, where they you know, came back. They were part of the corporation with Triple H, Corporate Kane. They won the tag team titles at the Royal Rumble. Um, they, they just, to me, are like one of the more entertaining entities not only just on this list of all time in wrestling. Who's the better wrestler in this 
Coop. For me, it's Billy Gunn. See, I think the Road Dog is one of the most. Wait, did you say more? Wait, you say better wrestler or more comfortable looking in the ring? I think both. I think like Road Gun- Dog wore the most comfortable stuff I've ever seen. Oh, I loved it. Uh, Billy Gunn was a pretty good wrestler. See, I think you go ahead. But I, I, maybe I'm giving, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. I was just always enthralled by Road Dog. Like he is stupid punches, the, the fucking charisma. He, he charisma just, he just and oozed it. Like he just, from the moment he came out, even when he was a shitty single star, I was like, I kind of like this guy, and I don't know why. Well, because he, he, honestly, that's unfortunately like the weird thing. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be like a finger on it. It is something that's like, so charismatic. Yeah. He wasn't like you know how they say um, you know all the girls want to be with and all the guys want to be. I, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to like look like Road Dog, but I just thought he was cool. No, he had the it factor. I think that's what made him last so long. And the thing with Road Dog also was that like him with dreads. Billy Gunn. Well, the dreads was a whole <laughs> other thing. His his just the way he, on the mic he was just explosive. Like what Enzo and Cass were going to be was yes. this? What Enzo and cast had was this you had the guy on the mic that was just so enthusiastic and so inc- incredibly charismatic and then you had the the big you know bulking better potentially stronger superstar we'll say who just had the killer line at the end but the thing billy gunn did way better than cast ever did was just his enthusiasm Wrestle. for everything yeah, well his enthused. wrestling skill was great too he just never got to that next level and if you remember when if you want to say who's better individually wwe kind of thought road dog even though they didn't give him the push but wrestlemania 15 Going into like the feuds, Road Dog was your hardcore champion. Billy Gunn was IC. They end up swapping those belts through a couple different feuds. So going into that pay per view, you had Road Dog as your Intercontinental Champion, and this is still in the air when that was like the workhorse belt, like the next guy. Well, they were trying to push Billy in like big time feuds for a long time. Well, they remember did. The he Rock. Was- my name's Billy, and I absolutely suck. Oh, that was a drop I was going to use on this podcast sooner or later. Uh, but he, that was when he won the King of the Ring in 1999, and everyone's like, Billy Gunn, oh, wow. You thought, here comes a big push, yeah. and you never saw it. It never happened, and that's a big what if as well. But for the New Age Allers themselves, great, great tag team. A lot of fun. They had the memorable match at WrestleMania 14 against Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. They tossing the guys off the side of the cage, becoming part of DX. Um, they yeah, also, I don't remember a ton of other matches, though. Do you? The headbangers, there was a couple matches with them that I remember. There's a few matches in there when they were part of uh, the Heel DX, but... Uh, not there really is they're kind of it's kind of a weird team that that's like the one thing like during that era the matches didn't stand out the characters did where now it's like the matches stand out the characters don't uh, that's 100% true, especially for that tag team. So number seven, uh, another team that stands out for not only their work rate, and we don't have to debate who is better out of this pair. Number seven, the Hart Foundation. Dun, 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 dun. Also, Hall of Famers from this year, they got inducted. They're only two-time. Posthumously. Two-time. Uh, yes, for the anvil. Not posthumously for people who are morons. Posthumously. Yeah. That would be me. Um, but yeah, they're two-time WWE Tag Team Champions. These were in longer reign time. Obviously, we talked about earlier when they lost to Demolition. They lost their belts at a WrestleMania. Our foundation were the original work ethic and the, and the just the heater. The guy would come in and just dominate. The hot tag, I think, was created for the Hart Foundation. Yeah, and a lot of great tag team in and out style wrestling. I remember them very well because Bret Hart, I even liked in the Hart Foundation as Ditto. a kid. Uh, there was just something about him that you could tell he was a different kind of wrestler. Yeah, there was a lot of empathy towards Bret Hart. Bret Hart was in the match for 75% of it, just getting yeah. his butt kicked and also having some of the better moves, the work rate moves. And then he would tag in the anvil when you didn't think he was going to. That, you know, that we see now, you don't actually see as much now, but like that drag over to the bell, he's going to get to the other guy, like the Samoas jump in and beat him up with the brain buster 
forces come in and beat him up with the rockers and then finally gets the anvil and the anvil just comes in clears house that was like yeah it was what better storytelling of. better wrestling back I, know, I had to be one of those back in the day guys but I mean we'll, we'll, hipsters we're yeah, hipsters we're wrestling hipsters but even though you didn't let me get like the rock and roll express on yeah no ultimate that. hipster move I, I also think um, you know we could have slid in the British Bulldogs here and probably in the same spot and would have been it, that's a tough same. one for me see I think the Hart Foundation I didn't watch them as much though no and they didn't have as much like time in the television era yeah. of WWE but the thing with the British Bulldogs was you had one of the best wrestlers of all time on one of them and then you also had Dynamite Kid oh, just kidding they're, they're both dead yeah. but no no True. Dynamite Kid's still alive right yeah I think he's, was, in a, he's very, paralyzed yeah, not doing so good. but the I uh, hope you're doing much better Dynamite Kid we know he's a listener and a big fan so um, <laughs> the thing with the British Bulldogs he's was, actually on the show yeah. ladies and gentlemen Dynamite Kid <laughs> Oh, he's, uh, he's shy. He's shy. So, um, but the thing with, I thought the Heart Foundation just had more of like the crowd enthusiasm. I thought, you know, obviously the British Bulldog, except for having, what was her dog's name? Matilda. Uh, Matilda, who was like stolen from like by them, by like the Wild Simmons or Heen. something. No, I thought Bobby Heen was with, oh no, you're right. He fought Matilda, I think in a match where oh, he was like in a dog catcher outfit <laughs> or some shit. So anyways, but going back to Heart Foundation in this number seven spot, one of the more just, you know, and then the breakout superstar of Bret Hart. Then they try to do the new foundation with Yeah, and they even reformed it later with uh, one of the greatest heel factions of all time. Yeah, with being the Heart Foundation, add Brian Pillman and the rest of the guys that are married to everybody in this family. Yeah. It was. I just think the Heart Foundation. That, that, that was probably the best iteration of the Heart Foundation. With all of them? In 98 or whatever it was. That was... 97. No, 96. 97. No, 97 is when it was like all together. No, I think it was 96. Nine, yeah, I think Brett was in WCW. No, 97. Come on. It was, the screw job was 97. That whole uh, summer was uh, when it all... Uh, come on. Now, don't mess with my Bret Hart stats. Um, but yeah, the Hart Foundation, obviously, major part of the WWE when it came to the tag team division when tag teams mattered. Number six on this heat. Hulk Hogan. We coming for you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Harlem Heat, one of the best theme songs. Another one, you don't have to question who is the better one out of this. Stevie they Ray. are 10. <laughs> they also went to the Hall of Fame this year. They are 10 times. 10 times. I, I couldn't keep track. WCW Tag Team Champions, but only for a combined 410 days. So 47 days. By the way, rain. the Harlem Hangover finisher. Awesome. It's fucking amazing. Awesome. A lot of racial like iterations with yeah. this with like Sensational made... Sherry, one of the greatest managers of all time. Yeah, but like this team. I don't even know just... what she was called technically then. I think just Sherry. Just Sherry. Uh but she was uh, just a nice piece to him. But these were this was the tag team when they were fa- baby faces. It was like you did not want to see Harlem Heat lose. And those early when I used to watch sh- uh Saturday night at six oh five on uh TBS, like that with the they have a couple memory. I think it was like against public enemy they had a match, which was just they did. They did. Outrageous. I think that was a, he hit him with a commode lid. (laughs) Just Harlem Heat was, when if you were watching any WCW, there was not a bunch of memorable tag teams. Stevie Ray was, Booker T's a big dude. Stevie Ray was a monster. He's taller than him and he was bigger. He's beastly. They could move. They were great wrestlers. Booker T, I think, is one of the more underrated wrestlers who's ever lived. I really do. I think he's a phenomenal in-ring talent. Great move set. Just Cesaro, uh... Seamus-esque moveset back in the day. They had the weirdest fucking outfits. The onesies with the straps that went to their belly buttons. Like and the, they had like a, the circle that like brought it over there. So it was almost like, like superhero fight. It was like a, if there was a superhero, just, well, like think of like the, the human torch or flame. And it was, but like with black latex. It was, just, it was bizarre. Yeah. And they had the weird like uh, do-rag dash. Um, yeah, like 
little hats. Whatever yeah, I don't even called. know. It's a very weird look, but it was so early '90s yeah. into mid '90s, and their 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 outfits were like black with the flames at the top. I I thought they were a delight. Yeah, they, <laughs> I really, I really, they, did. and they were just a great team. A lot of power, a lot of energy. Short matches again. The other thing that made this this team really good, they were good workers. Stevie Ray, I don't know how much yeah, he can really get to, but like all their matches, they weren't put on 22 minute matches, and you didn't want them to. This is when I when I want to see more of in wrestling. I don't need five. I can have five minute matches if you just entertain the whole five minutes by the way cried during their uh hall of fame yeah oh it was very emotional yeah going to jail their brothers they felt like they were together and then they yeah. had fallen out well speaking about brothers as we roll into the top five here we... godwins <laughs> God. <laughs> henry o and phineas uh and then there was big uh big jim no uh jim why can't i think of his remember it was, who's the hillbilly Jim? Oh, yeah, was their manager Jim, for a yeah, while. Yeah. Uh, no, not the Godwins. It is actually the. Dun, 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 oh, I think you're give me another joke. Yeah, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, Jeff and Matt Hardy. They are two. I think is, I probably had them higher on my list. I think you did as well, and I'll tell you why I didn't. They are over 23-time tag team champions for all the federations and little YouTube things. They have had a boatload of belts. And are you just, counting their own wrestling organization? When yeah, they when were they kids? were kids. No, like they were in like what cultures thing for a little while. But uh, the thing with them is that these guys were probably the only team on this list, maybe in WWE history, that were known as jobbers. Like, you saw them as yeah. their names, the Hardy Boys. And it was like a joke in, like, I, 97. I, I don't think they were spelled with a Z then, either. No, they were not. That's what made them cool after. And it was like, they just were out there to lose and to, like, the first, Legion of Doom. In the and, first match, they show this in, like, a package or something. Jeff Hardy goes to do, like, some crazy move off, like, the ropes, and, like, his feet slip, and he just fucking crashes and burns right away. I mean, and he lied about how old he was. Yes, because he's younger than Matt by, I think, a few years. And they had to lie to get in there. And they were literally just enhancement talent, jobbers, uh, punching bags for uh, like over a year plus. Then one day they got a sneak win, like a lot of these teams that get the push, um, aside from Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz had one of those sneak wins and never went anywhere. Uh, That was over Skip from the Body Donnas. But anyways, but these guys then went on to be one of the most illustrious teams. And the ladder match is something that obviously is very big in their repertoire. Doc Hendricks. Oh, Doc Hendricks. Wearing a tight shirt, looking gross. By the way, the greatest... He's in WWE WrestleMania 2000. Oh, yeah, I played As their manager. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like, oh, stiff. He, look, he has a diva's entrance, which yeah. is really weird. My favorite part of any Something to Wrestle With podcast, even though I don't listen to him anymore, was when they told the story about the Hardy Boys and what they were going to wear when they were on the road. We're going to get full-length oh, jackets, yeah. and we're going to put on utensils spoons and forks and like and I can see yeah, like that's the guy who's in charge of creative right now who John Moxley complimented he's a guy he's got a good mind no he doesn't that's he's what he said out of his mind well that might be maybe what John Moxley likes uh, but yeah the Hardy Boys innovative with the um, with the ladder match when they went up against it was Edge and Christian I believe in the Terry Invitational that Tournament that was no mercy right yes and that was the famous T-I-T. Tits. Yep. Uh, Terry and $10,000. Yes. And the Hardy Boys actually won that. And you can't tell me. You don't remember a match where Terry was in their corner. It was just like, no. that was the big thing. Doc Hendricks or whatever it was at the time got the boot. He was out. Terry was in. And that's where the Edge and Christian Hardy Boys feud. And really, both these teams put themselves on the oh, map. Because this was, this was a mid-card tag team feud with a ladder match that changed the game. And everybody still will remark, like, if you don't have, like, if your friend was a friend of wrestling, like, was a fan of wrestling, like, 10, 15 years ago, 
And they, they're like, oh, the Hardy Boys still wrestle. Wow. Like, I remember, like, them, like, they loved the Hardy Everybody loved the Hardy Boys yeah. matches. They were amazing. Well, that's the thing. I think the Hardy Boys, and the reason I put them lower on the list is because they weren't, they, the thing that they lacked, and this is, it's still part of the whole thing, they are mic skills. There was no. Yeah, they weren't good. There was no mic to them. There was I mean, no. What's his name became way better later in his Matt career. Hardy. Yeah, without a doubt. And like I was at WrestleMania 33. Unfortunately, me and my wife were trying to get a rice bowl uh, and uh, some food, uh, and we missed this entrance because we heard the New Day. We're like, oh, the New Day is going to insert yeah. themselves. Then you heard the Hardy Boys. That place erupted. I was spoiled. Erupted. I was erupted. Oh, jeez, spoil. I hate spoilers. Hate you, internet. The real trolls. Um, but yeah, the Hardy Boys <laughs> are in there at number five. Number four, another pair of brothers, and not like fictional brothers. We'll get to some of those. This is the Steiner brothers. Uh, Scott Michigan Rick. theme song off the top of my head. Ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, the Steiner brothers, one of those teams I had much lower, I think, studs. on my list. You love these guys. They're studs. They're absolute studs. They were great for the entire run. I, rem- I, I remember them vividly as kids, too. Like, yes. Their like gear, very, their wrestling gear, they're yeah, colorful. They stood out. They, had, they, were, they were both big dudes, but what's his name? Uh, Scott. The, the, the Frankensteiner. Like, was he, he, he was a... Yeah, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Like if you watch some of those matches where they go against Jarvis, he is basically just fucking killing. Scott Steiner almost murdered a guy in Superstars. I actually watched this not too long ago. I couldn't tell you what the it was basically Billy and Jason uh, who were wrestling, <laughs> and they took this dude and they did the Frank. They did what's their finisher move? When oh, he, the Steiner recliner. The Steiner recliner. No, no, no. That's the. It's the one. It's basically the reverse bulldog yeah, off the top, yeah, yeah. and he almost murdered this guy. His face went directly to the mat. I was like, "This is terrifying." But like, he would just suplex. He would give them Brock Lesnar at suplexes yes. with less abandon. Yeah. No, with more abandon. <laughs> It was scary to watch, but this team was, you talk about just in your face. There wasn't, like, when we talked about the Hot Foundation, like the hot tag, either one of these guys could be the hot tag guy. Rick had the look of more of a gritty, oh, scary. Face, the dog face gremlin. By the way, how flattering is that? Hey, hey I got a nickname for you. Dog face gremlin. I think he's like a real estate mogul well, now, too. Regardless. It's just, how funny is that? Dog face gremlin. And, and then your brother's he, just going to take a bunch of steroids. And he wore the wrestling gear. Yeah, the headgear. The, head, no, the, head, the headgear. Yeah. It was. They they had a great look, especially in WWE. Also, the early days of it's NWA dash switching over to uh, WCW. These guys were over 16-time champions. They actually had, in 1991... Match a, of the year. A match of the year. Five-star match against Lex Luger and Sting at a Super Brawl. They are legitimately great in-ring performers. Clearly. Like, five-star match? Yeah, I can remember them from... Being a kid, they had a match with like the was it the Heavenly Bodies? Oh yes, that was a feud for a while. The Heavenly Bodies and who were the other the bigger ones? The not the Hollywood Blondes, but like the well, uh, the Hollywood Blondes are in WCW. Not the Hollywood Blondes, like they weren't the Heavenly Smoking Guns. Yeah, Heavenly Bodies. Another uh, Midnight Express. Oh god, uh, Rock and uh, Roll maybe Express. I'll think of it. Like they, they were like uh, balding, long blonde hair dudes with mustaches, but they were big. They weren't as small as the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, that's not ringing a bell. Oh, the, the Blue Brothers? Remember Eli and Jacob Blue? No. Uh, those guys are, I thought were going to be menacing. To, I thought they'd be on this list if it was me back in But I can, I can legitimately remember a few different tag team matches of these guys right now in my head. Like, oh, yeah. Well, the one that always stands out to me, they were part of the Survivor Series team with The Undertaker. It was like that Team America with Lex oh, Luger yeah, in them. Yeah. That was just a random one. And The Undertaker had the inside of his jacket and the fucking American flag. And it was all foreshadowing. But it was a really good, uh, great tag team. Obviously, these guys, again, were just two studs when it came to just like 
powerful moves. Again, we don't want to be Beverly Brothers, and I didn't even the have to look it up. Beverly Brothers. That was early. Now you're going way back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Sound Brothers, like we said, in WCW, t- uh, in WA, they were a five-star match quality team. WWE, just a little lighter on the work work rate for them. And they went back and forth from every different federation. So now we jump into the top three. If you have your guesses, you're probably going to be wrong. Uh, we're keeping it in the family, but... Not really. It's two best friends that brood. Yeah, they started off as vampires, <laughs> then turned into jokesters, then turned into the five second pose, uh, then turned into world champions. The five second pose is probably one of my favorite like gimmicks of all time. So we're clearly talking about Edge and Christian. Now, Edge and Christian, to me, the reason why they are higher than the Hardy Boys, because I think that's like a good debate between the two. Like they're very similar. The work rate, I think, might be a little bit more on the side of the Hardy Boys. But I don't I know. Think in the- ring, both of them are better wrestlers than the. Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys just put a... Yeah, absolutely. Christian is a great wrestler. No, I don't think they're all... Edge is a phenomenal wrestler. I think all great, but I just think the Hardy Boys as a team, their work group is a little better. But for me... Edge and Christian had the character. These guys... they had the character and the wrestling. If I ranked the Hardy Boys higher, I'm wrong. I can tell you if you did or not. You didn't. No, that's me. You... I think I did. You did. Only by one. You put the Hardy Boys over the I would totally... Uh, I'm a flip-flopper, so I'm going to flip-flop. Thinking about it now, Edge, I think... It doesn't matter. He's yeah. still... Edge is amazing. Edge is one of the best wrestlers, honestly, in the history of the Christian's company. I think a better wrestler than Edge. He, well, he's working TNA was probably the best, best run, but uh, either way, when they were a tag team, this was an electrifying tag team. This was stop what you're doing, let's watch them. Their looks were always different. They they didn't always have matching uniforms, which actually I liked. Oh, what about when they were the what was it the Luchadors or the Oh, they uh, were the, the Conquistadors. Um, conquistadors that returned like from ten years. Yeah. They had, their gimmick was incredible. They were funny. They were heels at times. They started the you suck that all started from Edge yep. and Christian. They part of obviously, and we didn't even get into this with the Hardy Boys, the TLC matches. These these are the two teams that were in all of them. Dudley Boys weren't in every single one of those. The TLC 2 the next year at WrestleMania 18. Um, but you had, or 3. Uh, Edge and Christian, though, just it's just such an incredible, incredible team to watch. You can go back to any of their matches. They had some just insane matches And that's the tight time. team name. Edge and Christian. Christian. Yeah, there was no fancy name, which sometimes I didn't like, but this one just worked. Yeah, it's great. I fucking, these guys were... Because well, Edge is already like a character name, so it works. I know I didn't do this, but I would actually rate them higher on my list if I had one. I think I did anyways. But like the Dudley, I think they're better than the Dudley Boys. Now that I'm thinking of it, they had everything. They had legitimately everything. They were the better. They were the best wrestling tag team, uh, the second best wrestling tag team I think on this list, and probably the most charisma and best mic skills on the list. They have won. They have won the tag team titles seven times. They are seven time champions. And they each individually had a bunch of different things. They're also known as the Wrestling Observers Tag Team of the Year in the year 2000. And that was a stacked year. That's like you were at the height of the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys. Yeah. You know, New Age Outlaws were still, uh, they might have been broken up at that point. Uh, but there's just like They can do it all. They were 5-2 players. They had Match of the Year in 2000 at the WrestleMania yeah, wow. 2000 version of the Triangle Ladder Match. And in 2001 with the Tables, Ladders, and Chair Match. Like, that's incredible. Like, yeah. that's an incredible run. And Edge probably took one of the biggest moves in there when he friggin' speared him and, like, oh, gave himself a concussion. Uh, it's it's just nuts. Those guys, and they put it all online. Those are guys that went to kill it and put the show in, and, like, did the best work you could ever see as tag teams. You want to go back? We'll do our match of the pod in a little bit, but these are two. And Edge looks like the lead singer of Puddle of Mud. West Scanlon. Yes, he does. So number two, before we recap and we get to number one, number two, obviously that Devon. comes before one. Get the freaking tables. This is a team that defined the era, I think. I think when it comes to I don't attitude, like him as much. I like him, but not as much. Just low sellers, right? I'm getting fired up. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? This is the team that define our. I don't think they're good. But no, they really, to me, they did. No, Edge and Christian, character, funny. A lot of stuff going on there. The Concerto, we didn't even get into that. Then you had the Hardy Boys with their just high flying. They were, I guess, the latter team. Then came the Tables team. The Dudley Boys with Get the Tables. All the things they did in WWE were always, all the things memorable were together. Bubba Ray putting everybody in their mother, women, everybody. That was tables. the best part was attacking like Devon was the one who set up Mae Young Trish Stratus all of them the Mae Young one's still fucking it's insane and Fabulous Moolah went through it Molly Holly they were putting women through tables it was insane and they are also over 22 time champions through and the only tag team to ever be WWE World which is also WCW TNA ECW NWA IWGP tag team champions that is the craziest thing and their finisher the 3D to me the greatest tag team finisher. Because when it was mistimed, it looked real bad. It's, the timing of it was great. I did it could like come it. out of nowhere. The whole Devon testify doing the sign of the cross, pushing Devon get the tables. What's up? That was What's up? Like, during that, but during that time, you were doing it. I was doing it. No. Yeah, they had the symbol where you put your hands up. John yeah. Cena ended up kind of stealing yeah. it. The 3D on your fingers. I think the Dudley Boys, to me, in my rankings, they're the best tag team of all time. They are charisma. They had the. I don't think they had much charisma. Oh no! When Devon also had like a, I mean, sorry, Bubba Ray had like a stuttering thing for a little while. He had to get smacked. I, everything about the Dudley Boys I thought was great, I mean, and they evolved over time. They became. They were goofy guys in ECW. Goofy when they started WWE. Got serious. Became like badasses. And like I already said, they ran through everybody. I'm giving you the I smell poo face right now. Like, I smell poo? Yeah, like the nose turned up. No, I mean, I like them. They're great. They should definitely be really, really high on this list. Well, they are. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I respect where they are. I respect who they are. They just never really did it for me. Like in the ring, they were good. They put on See, good matches. They, they never blew me away. To me, the reason I also think they were the one team that like when they fought like Undertaker and Kane, it was believable. Like I, I know it's wrestling, it's but wrestling. like I, I get it. But I've, I mean, like, I've never given one thought to that. In my but life. that's I'm. That's what yeah. I did at times, yeah. and I said these guys could beat them. When I see Edge and Christian against my Hardy Boys, I'm like that's not gonna Dude, happen. Edge is like six ten. <laughs> He's not six ten. Look it up. It's probably like six five, six six. Six ten's a gigantic man. If, I almost want to bet dude. you money, but I, I, that's just stealing it. <laughs> you just Even typed he, in Edge, by the way. I know. It's not like, like, like that would be the only thing. What would you guess, up? listener, if you Googled Edge, what would be the first thing? It was Microsoft All right, Edge. He's 6'5 and a half. 6'5. <laughs> not even and a half. It just says 6'5 right there. Six that's five. tall. It is, I'm not denying that it's tall. He was 6'8, six, 6'10. Six, he was 6'10. maniac. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, the Dudley Boys, just great tag team. One of the best highlights of them is they faced The Undertaker in a handicap match at the Great American Bash in like whatever, 04. And it was if the. If, <laughs> The Dudley Boys won. Paul Bear would die in a cement casket. Jesus Christ. That's when I think I was out of wrestling. Oh, everybody should have been. And guess what? Undertaker beat him. And you know what he did? Buried him anyways. Went there, <laughs> pulled the lever, and all the cement came down on Paul Bear, which they end up saying he got out of there and just was knocked out. One of the weirdest things, but we'll get to greatest uh, finishers after this. So to recap so far, before we get to number one, Demolition, X-Men. Legion and Doom. Right. Number eight was the, the New Age Outlaws. Heart Foundation at seven, Harlem Heat at six, the Hardy Boys at number five, the Steiner Brothers at number four, Edge and Christian at three, Dudley Boys at two, and before we actually give you this, there is an article up on the Jobberknocker hopefully soon about the number one tag team that has ever lived. 
Is it just about this team? or it is, is it only about this team. Oh, this is you just sweating. You get in your way because you probably saw my rankings. But the number one tag team in the history of wrestling, six-time champions for a combined 638 days. They will be the one to take out Demolition 698 once they eventually get another run, even though it seems like they may have had a little too much. That is another brother pair. So the top five are all brothers. Actually, top six, all brothers. Well, some in kayfabe and some in real life. Uh... The Usos. The greatest tag team that has ever or will ever live. Oh, that's very extreme. They are. No one will beat their in-ring abilities. Here's why I think they are number one, and we talked about this a little bit before. Not only have they been a great tag team, they were great baby faces, great heels, and kind of like a great tweener. They had a run as the face-painting Samoans with that cool entrance where like, they kind of chant yep. in the beginning with doing this, this stomping cool. and clapping, and the crowd was into it. And then that kind of got to that what I call the WWE burnout, where it's like, okay, it's been two years of this, so like, are we going to do something else? I never thought they would go heel either. Neither, I didn't either, and I didn't think they would change their look. Nope. They end up coming, we didn't see them for, I feel like, five, six months. Well, one of them was very hurt. Injured. Yeah. And then you just, they came back, no face paint, more of like a street thuggish kind of look, a more like hood look. They looked like they dressed off. from like Express and like cut some of the clothing. That's how I would like, <laughs> very good. tight fitting, like a lot of white outfits and like Air Force Ones. That's another thing. I don't know how people like. I don't know how they wrestle in regular sneakers. I've all, like not even like like Kofi always wears like Jordans with like the, the slip covers on them. They'll wrestle in like Air Force Ones. If you ever walked around in a pair of Air Force Ones, my, they're not comfortable. You, my knees usually hurt after yeah. I walk in those. But yeah, they're wrestling. Them. It's the Usos because they had a great baby face run as like like we said white meat baby face. Great heel run as like just. Like, oh, you just hated them. Like, they said all the wrong things. You just didn't like them. You wanted to see them lose. Then they won over the crowd so much that they became baby faces now as this Usos team. And right now they're cutting, I think, the best tag team promos in the business. Yeah. The promo they cut, I think it was like late April where they, you know, the, the uh, whatever just happened, the superstar shakeup after WrestleMania, whatever they want to call and it. going to Raw is not Wild really rule. But they confronted, they went, they ran through all the tag teams in a funny way. Then the top guys came out. Like they even threw a dig at themselves for the drunk driving arrest. Yes. Like they know what they're doing on the mic now. I love the rap. Uh, esque oh, promos the rap, where they the asked, battle. Oh, the rap battles were great, and he even mentioned uh, Xavier Woods having sex with Paige or whatever no, it was. It wasn't necessarily sex. We didn't see the whatever, but like yes. the way they asked their questions and answer them in the like uh, the what's up, booze? what's up, like that, like that is a new style of promo that they kind of like have done and got over, which I love, and the way they wrestle cannot be beat. I, I not only do I think they are the best tag team wrestling in the world right now. They put on, like, start to finish the best match of the night every night, if not the second best match. Yeah, they have become such good workers. They're in such a good groove now, too. If you're just getting into wrestling, if you're listening, you're like, what are the Usos? I don't really want... Go pop on any Uso match. It's just incredible. They Their SummerSlam pre-show match against the New Day a few years ago, I think it was 2017, um, we were watching that, and I remember it was like, how is this not on the main card? How is this going to be topped? It was so good. They, I think the reason they were also number one, like we talked about the Dudleys. Let's go with the last few. Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys. They all kind of feuded with each other. The APA was in the mix, and there was those like random grab bag teams that you would throw in there, even the um, end of the New Age Outlaws. That's really it. It was kind of a limited, small like like time. And that was when tag teams were bigger. Yeah. Now we have some of the best tag teams in the world. It's just outshined by all the other hours of wrestling that you have. The Usos are going up against some of the other best tag teams. As we said, honorable mention, The New Day. Other tags like The Bar, who literally like 
if they have continued their run or had continued their run, they would have been they on would this, be on like this list because they are right up there with like a brain buster style revivals out there now. You have tag teams like um, we were just talking about who else was on SmackDown recently. So there's a couple other of these teams now. All of a sudden, they, yeah, I we can't think. Uh, not the Colognes, but some reason they came to mind. The Fashion about, Files. Honest, but like, <laughs> remember they actually had a great match they against, great the, but against uh, Breezango when they did the when Breeze kept changing his outfit. Oh yeah, from it's an like, old lady. That was, inc- but that's also what the Usos can do. They can be a part of just entertainment segments and pull it off. It's not always serious. No, they they've had some of the better entertaining. All the rap battle segments are great, and the way they wrestle matches, the endings are never predictable because they end it without their finisher which you know sometimes is different sometimes it'll be the super kick sometimes it'll be the splashes there are so many moments in an usos match where you're like here's the ending here's the ending here's the ending here's the ending and they pretty much have a different style of match whether it's you know really fast paced or you know good working moveset to get to the end they know how to work the hot tag if they need to work the hot tag you never know when that end of the match is coming and literally every time they're on they either steal the show or they come close i remember like when i was watching fucking main event dark time in my life like (laughs) not even when it was on tv it was like when it was just the network yeah uh, they had a match against the new... I think this is, might have been where Hyper Billy was coined. And I told everybody at work, I was like, watch this eight-minute main event Usho, Usos match against the New Day on fucking main event. And I was like, it is the best you'll see for an eight-minute tag match ever. It was fucking phenomenal. Just because they, they go out there every night and they prove it. Also, one of their best matches, and we were there for it. Oh, yeah. Against the Lucha Dragons... And the New Day in that TLC triple threat. And I'll see that, and I'll raise you another match, which was incredible. The two out of three falls match at... Oh, um, um, it wasn't even called uh, TLC then, I don't think, or Money in the Bank. I think it was... Uh, there was a Money in the Bank ladder match that night. It was the night that Daniel Bryan came out, was interrupted by Bo Dallas. But they had the opening match against uh, the Wyatt family, two out of three falls. And it was the best match of the night, and that was the night that the, there was a fucking Money in the Bank one. Yeah. That's it. Really is insane. Also, some of the tag teams I'm just seeing. Uh, they were also against when Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable were a oh, team, and those are some really good matches. Phenomenal. That's a tag team that won't be remembered, but that was a really like just a work rate in that match too. Yeah, you got Gold. Oh, I forgot all about this. The the feud where they had Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Now, they were still on the good guy side, but that's when the Shield had the, one of the best storylines in a long time with Goldust and Cody Rhodes. To think yeah, how that means that now. Never happened. But but I mean when they were together as a yeah. tag team, come, overcoming the Shield, getting their father's job back, like just some insane stuff. And the Usos were a part of that. Uh, I'm just looking through some of the... Oh, that's the other one. The Wyatt family. They put on some of the best matches the, with the, the two Wyatt three family. Months. Yes, that's what it was. Out of this world. Battleground good. I see here from 2014. Also, oh man, and just anything, anytime. Anytime they had the But new the day. Wyatt family was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That was a tag team. It's like, wow, these guys And that's what I like. Matches. And I, I've said this before. Rowan can fucking wrestle. Yeah. Like, he can really, really, really go. And yeah, uh, American Alpha. Almost forget that they were a tag team on the main roster. Was that... Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Oh yeah, they were on the main roster. Yeah, they were oh, part shit. of the tag I completely team. Forget the Shield. Like they went. They, they, you really do, are gonna forget Los Matadores. Like they. they but no, like those Matadores could go out and have a great match. Kid with and Cesaro. Too. Like they were against oh, some Kid of the and best. Cesaro was. I really wish Tyson Kidd didn't get hurt. I think I they. Uh, yeah, such a sad. Samoa Joe. Yeah, in like a main event. I know. No, it was it was house show. I think. Well, it might have been main event. But yeah, so that'll do it. Again, to recap, our t- top ten tag teams: Demolition, Legion, Doom, Road Wars. I can Road talk Wars. twenty-five more minutes on the USS, but yeah. New, well, we'll we'll read your article on the Re- Jabberknocker.com. Yes, when sure. you will retweet it once it's yeah. out. Uh, New Age Outlaws, Heart Foundation, Harlem Heat, Hardy Boys, Steiner Brothers, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, The Usos. 
What do you think? What do you think about our list? Who do you think we missed out on? Me? Who do you think? Uh, we just listen, did this. Listen. Ah. You can, well, we already know you already want it. I think number one through ten is the Usos. Yes. So I wax poetic. Um, but the, these, and that's also one, when you you said this about like four years ago, I was like, you're, I out, you're out of your mind. I think it was way know, too At soon. the time, I said they were the best in-ring performers yes. in WWE. And I think you had also history. said there's an opportunity for them to, to be, be the, best. the best ever. And they've never broken up. They've Neither one of them have ever had a singles run. And they never have good. aspirations to have it either. And I don't want them to. Like, because like tag team wrestling Bucks. can be the main event. And sh- and these guys, if any of them, should have been. Like them, New Day, and we'll get into it We'll in get to the one they should have been. In the match of the pod. But like these are some of the best matches. And, and all these guys there's not a tag team on here I would ever say like I can skip some of theirs there's just they all had different elements like early in the in our rankings with Demolition Legion of Doom Road Warriors like those are just going to see powerhouse matches you want to see guys just destroy people and it was during the Jobber day same thing with the Heart Foundation Harlem Heat and then the rest of them were all in like work rate matches or just entertaining segments like the New Age Outlaws so this is like an outstanding list that we put together is the best best it's uh, the best in the world of lists it's the best in the world. Uh, so, again, if you have any thoughts on it, tweet at us. We'll put this list out. Um, once it, people get their listening, you'll put it out too early. By the way, we did a wrestling show about a list. We did not make a Jericho joke. I'm proud of us. That is pretty good. We've grown. Yeah. We've grown. But look at this. Over time, what happens? <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, we want to just say again, like, share, subscribe. Follow at BillyD2411. He is a phenomenally talented person. There's a lot of great yeah. stuff. Make sure you like him. You follow his shit. He does good stuff. Uh, he also slide into your DMs. Yeah. And you know what? Slide into Billy's DM with a gif of the Usos. Please. Just just a gif of the Usos. That would that would that would That's probably be better than a nude. Yeah. Especially well, with most yeah. of the people listening to yeah. this. With all due respect. I'm sure you guys have phenomenal shapes and sizes down there. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. Do you want to start or you want me to go? I'll go. All right, kick it. Well, I couldn't find the... If somebody can find it, the Usos New Day match that was on main event from, I want to say, like between 2014, if they were even a thing then, they might have been. Might have been. Might have been. Uh, to like 2000, late 15 would be the time. Okay. Like, but if not, watch what should have been one of the rare main event tag teams in WWE recent history. Yep. Was the Usos, New Day, Hell in a Cell. One of the better matches you're uh, ever going to see. One of the best tag teams matches ever. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever. Equally one of the best matches. Like, if I had to put Innovative, a list together of creative. 2010 plus best WWE matches, because this is all hard, maybe we'll do this one day. This has got to be. They did list. stuff in the cell that you never normally. Like no, you. It was the first seen. time it was with four people with the. T- it was the only. I think t- today it's still the only tag team Hell in a Cell match that's ever been. No, didn't they do it with um the Vince McMahon and oh um, yes DX. Triple H and Shawn the only two on two tag team match I th- for I think a tag it was, team championship. I think it was constructed under regular tag rules though for some reason. No, this one wasn't. No, I know this one wasn't. I'm saying the other one might have been. Oh, might have been. Well, they didn't know what they were doing. Like that Oh, They fought era. God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking great. So for me, my match of the pod is the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. It was a kickoff to WrestleMania 32. Two reasons this is on my list. One, I just got in on time for this match at WrestleMania. And it was our two top teams in our tag team. And they actually went head-to-head at the kickoff of WrestleMania. That was the Usos kickoff run where they were only in kickoff shows. It's a shame. And they were that always they've... in great matches. I think they've and only they... been in like one main WrestleMania card. Uh, one or two uh, like two years ago tough. they had been in none last year they were in I don't even remember this year which is weird Did they f- they had to be in like a four way match maybe I think they might have been that's the problem with the two tag belts that's another thing we gotta get rid of that if there's one message about this podcast 
Get rid of the two tags. Get rid Do, of all the multiple belts. But especially the tag piece, it really dilutes like how good and strong your your tag team wrestling is. Like you are put more teams together, make it more fun. Because now this wild card, we're basically there is no brand split right now. So just put together the tag belts. Maybe at the stomping ground or SummerSlam, combine them. Let's have some fun. Let's come just, up with some creative stories. Log- logically, from the way WrestleMania was built. Got it. So there was one feud basically over two belts. One feud over two belts. So that's essentially the one Lynch title. One? Yeah. And then the main belt, the Universal Championship, was basically not booked at all, right? Sort of. So, like, there was no... It was other, like a segment. Yeah, maybe once every other week. The other main thing, that the storyline that carried them into WrestleMania was Kofi. That was, like, yeah. the big story. Like, just do... There's plenty of room for a tag thing. Just do tag... Just do one belt for everything. And if, I don't even need a U.S. title. One mid-card, one main, one women's, one women's tag, one tag. All right. Yeah, I, I do see the need for one in the middle there, but I just think at the end of the day, just focusing just on the tag part, sorry, part of this, that could be a whole other podcast, but... Let's just get that one. You're over dilute. Like that's why all these tag team runs reigns don't matter as much anymore because you can just keep bouncing from product or show to show. I think it's time for them to really combine this one because we have highlighted here how great some of these tag teams today are. Let alone the history of WWE and in, in wrestling that they just need to say, all right, we need to put a spotlight on some of these teams. Yeah. Like again, we just saw Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lose their tag team championship in a in a in a reign that and they've had it close. For, remember, they've had like. For what, two months? Yeah, just a little bit over. A little bit over two months. They may have been on Raw three times. Maybe. And nothing memorable. Not even a few. No promos. No, like, we're going to go. Maybe one Like, there was a War Raider thing that was happening. Those guys are gone. I haven't seen them. Like, it's just, it's a very strange time. AOP, I know one of those guys is hurt. It's just a very strange time in the division. If you you eliminate the, the split, make it one big division on Raw, you can be setting up number, like, number one contender feuds and tag would be insane. A tag team tournament that meant something, like bring that Dusty Rhodes. Well, yeah. Epic's not doing that now. But yes, they are. Guaranteed. I don't know. Yep, I, 100%. What, make another. Dusty Rhodes is wrestling. I know, but I just could see them being bitter AF and not doing it. But I just think bring the tag team division, bring a big tournament, make it fun. Do like, these guys are facing like whoever the tag team champions are, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus now the Revival for to unify them. And then there's a tournament to see who's going to face them next. Sure. Like, that's good stuff. Tag team wrestling can steal the show. We've seen it. And it also is like, when it's warfare, like you see on like NXT, oh, it's nothing better. So It's good. nothing better. So this is, last, our, this last, is our love letter. Last, last, last PS postscript note here. What do you think was one of the cooler tag teams we didn't even... Like, we, we mentioned, but we didn't put on the list or even have as an honorable mention? Uh, APA. Yes. Some of the that's greatest... Good, that's a good... Look at that. Some Synergy. Of the, yes. Some of the greatest segments in Raw. Like, the, the, the doorway that they would bring they the poker They had a fake games. door. <laughs> so good. They had a fake door. The strip poker game with Trish Stratus. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that, I, that was just want to say right now, with all due respect to the listeners, I did a lot of crass things to that. Yeah. That was a that was a big. Yeah. I might. Uh, You're a big my Bradshaw guy. Oh yeah, he had the and, and Farouk had some big <laughs> jumblies. Um, great stuff. A great podcast here. I hope you guys enjoyed. We had a lot of fun putting this one together. Yes, I get to say it's great because I we were part of it. One of our longer podcasts as well. They didn't even notice. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh damn! But um, thank you guys for listening again. Don't forget to send slide into Billy D twenty four eleven DMs. He's already looking at him right now. Let's see if they, I got him. It's not it's live. It's a live podcast. It's not live. I used to say it was. One day it will be. Um, but uh, you know, with the gift of the Usos, let us know again. Tweet at us at Jason e. Rossi. At Billy D2411. Let us know your thoughts on who do we miss out on? Who do you think should have been in there? Why should the Hollies have been in there? Just let us know. It doesn't matter. The Iconics, Iconics, should they have been in here? Will this list change a year from now? Let's just you know, let us know. Let your voices be heard. The Jumping Get Bomb Angels. 
they could be in there. The uh, was that oh, the flying nuns? They were a tag team that turned into the uh, the headbangers. Uh, anyways, we could go on for hours. Tag team wrestling is fun. It should be celebrated. We want to see more of it and better and more innovative stuff from them. I think we're gonna get it. We're out of here. We'll catch you all next week. Frank says hi.